Hello listeners and welcome to the 2021 Blind Insights Christmas episode. We currently have no jingle bells, no Santa, no mince pies, no turkey, no what's faux turkey called? Tofurkey. Yeah. This is a tofurkey free episode and we may even work out what we're going to talk about by the end. So thank you for listening. The ultimate hidden truth of the world is that it is something that we make and could just as easily make differently. David Graeber, 1961 to 2020. Welcome to Blind Insights. I'm joined by a holly jolly David Olney. How are you, David? I am very well, and I'm wearing forest green today, am I? Yeah, you are. That's true. So I'm sort of looking like I should be in the Northern Hemisphere in the middle of the conifer <laughs> forest. <laughs> There's a splash of red on my shirt, so... Oh, between us, we have, we have a, a <laughs> Northern forest and Sanders zipping through the trees. Well, yeah, like, like you said in the intro, we're not exactly sure what we're going to talk about, but I like the idea of doing a Christmas special, so... <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good thing to do. Well, again, my big idea was, that, you know, all the things we're thankful for. Mm. And you want to talk a bit about Christmas. So I guess we just got to work out where to start. That's true. And maybe a, a good place to start in, in Australia, we don't have a Thanksgiving day. Mm. And so I guess our cultural moment of being grateful probably ends up just being Christmas itself. Yeah. And that's what you know we were talking about just before we started recording listeners is that in a sense, maybe... Christmas seeing so many Australians are not particularly religious or have so many people in their life who are not Christian mm. means that what it's really becoming is the day where you just appreciate you know, other people and spending time with them and sharing food with them. So really, it is starting to resemble more and more perhaps American Thanksgiving without the creation story or all the, the gimmickiness of Thanksgiving. Yeah, I guess that there is more kind of consciousness of it being a time to spend with others and and be thankful for for what you have and it's on the back end of that consumerism kind of hump that i think you know was starting Mm. in maybe the 80s you know and kind of just went crazy yeah like as we did last year now christmas we pretty much said bar humbug to the consumerism Mm. and we refocus so really i guess the consistency with our christmas specials is bar humbug to the consumerism (laughs) yeah Yeah, the, the, the awesome bit about a present for someone is not the thing, but mm. that someone wanted to get you one. True, exactly. I've successfully, however embarrassing it is this year, reeled back my Christmas. I've pretty much only bought for you know, a very small amount of people. So um, it's been a, a lot more comfortable this year. Yeah, but that, you've now got big bills with the house. so. Oh, that was exactly the excuse. Yeah, um, well, it's so not an excuse. It's a totally legit reason. So mm. again, finding some time for those other people is really important, but they just can't be a present anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Expressing my gratitude for those people in, in other kinds of ways. Yeah, It's interesting how I have felt less excited about Christmas because of that, because there is definitely a nice element of uh, you know, going out and, and finding a thoughtful gift. Yeah, but I think this is one of the things where we did the episode on the languages of appreciation, that you, know, you fit as a very comfortable one in the presents mean a lot to you category. Mm. and some people do some people don't so 
you are the best advert for what presence should mean. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> I the thing, a proper isn't it? emotional connection to finding one for someone and enjoying receiving one. Yeah, true. It's interesting. I've seen a lot. I, I joined Instagram this year, David, um, for my business. Yeah, but I think that's an. You just don't have a choice. No. Like, I can't work out a way to make it anything but annoying from a blind perspective. Yeah. But even I can see that for the podcast, and particularly for you with all the audio production mm. work and everything else, you can't not be on. No. No, that's the thing. So, I've, I've followed School of Life, and I've seen quite a few posts from them about what a thoughtful gift really is. Yeah. And it's really interesting how they've flipped on, like, its head the idea that, you know, buying something that sort of suggests that someone could be better is like a bad thing a thoughtful gift can express that you know if someone who has a fear of heights you know you could for instance get them like a skydiving ticket yeah you know that wouldn't be like like an in an ill-considered gift it would be a considered gift that you're sort of hoping to enrich or you know help other people better themselves and i kind of like that idea too so yeah I, I, the minute you started talking about that i started thinking about it in terms of william glasser mm. that you know christmas as an external control psychology event yeah. is a yucky idea yeah yeah you know, if there is a time to appreciate people for who they are it's got to be christmas Okay. Yeah. Rather than who you want them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because who you want them to be, give it up. It's external control psychology. <laughs> and if there's one simple thing that's worth getting out of our, you know, mm. our Glasser episodes, it's give up on thinking you have any right or real capacity to positively shape other people. They will become who they want to become, and you can either support them in that, or you can accept who they are. But they're your available options. Yeah. Everything else is external control psychology, and at the end, you will make them miserable. They will make you miserable because they disappointed you by not changing. And in the end, you'll stop appreciating each other for who you are, because one person will be being manipulated, and the mm. other person will be a manipulator. Well, I think that's an interesting thing. I'd like to see whether that ends up in the comments of, of these Instagram posts because it's, look, it's probably presented in a way that they make people go to their own shop because that's just, I'm, I'm cynical enough about that to think. Well, they certainly yeah. need that because they yeah. need to be financially viable. Well, that's true. But if they're doing cool presents for the kind of people that follow that account, yeah. then maybe that's a really nice present. No, agreed, agreed. I like, I like that you've reminded me of the external control thing. I, that has reframed it a little bit for me. Mm. Uh, you know, another thing I, I think in the last year that I've finished reading was Debt by David Graeber. Yeah. And I think it's a really interesting point as well about how, you know, giving gifts can be a form of creating you owe me. Yeah. And again, if that's the logic of gifts given in, ugh. again, external control just defined in terms of physical resources mm. and putting someone over a barrel in the way that Grable would understand it. Oh, totally. And, yeah. But the interesting thing is it has a really deep um, history and, and a global kind of history. Mm. You know, um, I, I, I can't remember what tribes he references, but mm. uh, I think it was in Africa that, you know, when you move into a new village, everyone in the village will, will leave you some kind of housewarming present. Yep. And you can either get them something worth less than or worth more than whatever it is that they gave you because mm. getting them something worth the exact same amount effectively tells them that you don't want anything to do with them. You've cleared mm. your debt. Yeah. So it's interesting how there's parts of like social relationships that are based on debt, but Christmas really isn't, I don't think, the best opportunity to live out that relationship it's not the same as buying your mates a, a round of beers no um, because it can so quickly get out of hand and we don't need to bury people <laughs> under yeah. under kind of these social obligations yeah and i'm sure i saw uh, well the screen reader was reading to me yesterday or maybe the day before that 
that you know with now all these pay later services like afterpay <laughs> and zip and stuff yeah. the financial advisors were really wanting please everyone be careful yeah because it's not just you're going to get one bill now mm. you're going to get bills over four fortnights yeah. at a minimum if yeah. it's afterpay longer if it's zip and again there's so many other variations of these now oh, yeah. and on one level it's great if it means it's within your budgeting fantastic yeah like i love using afterpay because i budget so carefully Mm. And it means I can do something now rather than eight weeks' time with the same amount of money. Yeah, and but, no really, really no catch. Yeah. yeah, but you know, if it gets out of hand, I can imagine that that very quickly becomes something that could just make people's you know lives really miserable. Mm. Well, like I, I wish I could remember where I read it, but the most depressing day of the year in the UK is some day in late January or early February when people get their credit card bills for Christmas. Yeah. They're back at work. Yeah. It's normally when the weather is at its most miserable, mm. and just that combination—that's the day where you know Brits will say they're the most down. Yeah. But here in Australia, really, it's not that different. It could be forty-six degrees. <laughs> you get the credit card or afterpay bills, and go. Life's freaking boring. Well, that's. I All mean, the good bits, the fun bits of Christmas and New yeah. Year's are over. Yeah. I mean, it's that's sort of our norm, though, isn't it? What was yeah. uh, I was listening back because I was recommending it to a, a friend of mine who's studying business and learning all the wrong kinds of neoliberal economics. <laughs> I was listening back to our episode, our first episode with Stephen Hale, mm. where we were talking about how I think it was Sweden is the only other country with a higher household debt than us. Ah, oh, Switzerland. Switzerland. Which freaked yeah. both of us out when we heard it. Yeah. And I went and looked after and went, hang on. How can the people who've maintained their independence, stayed separate, done everything, mm. have gotten that situation? And I'm still surprised that in a country that, you know, has managed to be so economically productive, so independent, mm. that they've still got that level of debt problem. Mm. It's really strange. But, but, you know, I guess my, my point is that, you know, for us and probably people in Switzerland, it's, it's like a norm, right? Yeah, like, you know, it, it is socially coming, normalized. Kind of coming, I, our come down, I guess, wouldn't be that bad after Christmas because we're pretty much living with that anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I guess it could get worse, you know. Well, that's yeah. the thing. You know, debt can be normal. Mm. And again, when we eventually get around to doing the episode on the dawn of everything, depending on if we can get David Wengrove. Mm. I mean, we'll talk about it either way, I mm. think. Yeah. But, it, you know, debt has a role in that book too because of the importance of hospitality in the book. Mm. And again, that's another sort of critical thing of what Christmas should really be about. It's a time where you just do hospitality because it feels good to do it. Just do things for people. Buy them a beer. Say yeah. hi. Yeah, it's like that community feeling. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that is why people, I think, synthesize it with, you know, donations to churches or yeah. charities or whatever it may be at Christmas time. It is... Yeah, donating to a food bank. Yeah. To make sure that people have plenty to eat on Christmas Day. So, mm. really, you know, this Christmas, you know, I think it's fair to say, you and I have had pretty good years. We're expecting pretty mm. good Christmases. Indeed, yeah. But there's going to be some of our listeners who've had a shit year. Mm and really might be dreading that they're going to be alone for Christmas mm. or that it, it potentially could be a period of, of tension and you know, <laughs> people not interacting nicely and everything else. All I can say is the biggest lessons in the world show in sociology and in psychology and anthropology. You know, if you're feeling down and you want to feel better, do something nice for someone. Mm. And that doesn't mean money. Go spend time with someone. Mm. Go do a small job. Help someone with some gardening. Mm. You know? Just help someone do something that they'd struggle to do on their own. Yeah. And, you know, you'll feel better. And that might be the most you can do to improve Christmas. Yeah. But you're not just doing it for yourself. Two people will benefit. And that's part of the power of giving in the proper sense 
of you know, the historical understanding of hospitality. Mm. The hospitality is making sure that no one's ever totally alone or mm. without an opportunity to, to be given help and care. Mm. Yeah, and I, I'd like to think that you know, for all our listeners who also work in some kind of service industry where they you know, are perhaps in hospitality or whatever that may be, consider as you're working perhaps what you're doing in that light as much as it seems so disconnected from mm. that what now seems like an abstract idea of hospitality mm. I think you can bring an attitude that will allow you to kind of feel a sense of pride in, in bringing that sense of hospitality mm. to other people so even just that new perspective helps you kind of get through the, what typically is a really terrible time of year for those people yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again the other side of that is for the rest of us who are going into stores mm. Or into restaurants, into cafes, wineries, breweries, wherever we're going. Mm. Remember, one of the best things you can do is treat that person working there with respect mm. and make their day nicer. Because if you make their day nicer, your experience of being there is going to go up. Oh, yeah. They, maybe they can't help you. Maybe they don't have what you want. But that's not their fault. No. Yeah? It's that old line, and I wish I could work out who said it originally, you know, that if you go out on a date with someone and go to a restaurant, you know, don't pay attention to how your date's treating you. Pay attention to how your date's treating the staff. Yeah, yeah. They're treating the server. Yep. And I think that's just one of the most important things in the world. Pay attention to how people treat people who they're not trying to impress. Indeed. We're in a good position, like you said, having had uh, a, a good year. And I guess that's another thing that Christmas often kind of elicits in people is that that sense of reflection it, it is that like end of year it's weird i yeah. think you know and it's probably just because we internalize the gregorian calendar well, the world or whatever winds is, down to christmas yeah and then winds back up after new year's that's yeah. just how it works in australia yeah and in reality in australia the world really doesn't get back to normal until after australia day on the 26th of january yep. we're asleep so for a you whole can month. say that essentially between christmas and 26th of January, yeah. you know, everything but, you know, emergency services and critical things yeah. really is on, you know, pilot light, barely yeah. functioning. That's right. Yeah. So I guess there is that, that sense of reflection and, and kind of... Well, um, we choose to. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think everyone does, but whether anyone, whether everyone would want to admit it. Yeah. I, it's it, Reflection might not even be the right word. It's like... You can't escape thinking like about... Re- life as it just yeah happened. it's like a renewal isn't it yeah. like well, it there's should new be. years as well and yeah. yeah it's it really is that that sense of the year coming to an end which i find so strange when i think of, you know the context of something like america where like their school calendar runs in the opposite way to us as, yeah as so I they've understand. only got the little short you know they've literally got like christmas through to third or fourth of january off. yeah so you know people will be rushing home from college mm. you know for christmas and new year and then going back so yeah, it's totally different to us where we're going into the long break for everyone. I mean, there they've got the short break. And again, I guess with dismal weather, you'd rather be inside doing something constructive because mm-hmm. the other choice is to be inside going, I can't go anywhere and do anything because mm. it's really cold. Mm. Well, a nice little exercise perhaps, you know, as we kind of started this episode off with talking about gratitude and, and you know, our lack of Thanksgiving, let's say. You know, maybe a nice little exercise, you know, if you, especially if you're sort of dreading you know, family interactions and, and things like that, you can maybe distract the conversation to something positive like, you know, what are we all thankful for? Yeah, it's a great question. And if it doesn't get people at least being a bit more thoughtful, mm. I'm not sure what's going to. 
yeah, well, and perhaps that might highlight exactly why you were dreading the family experience in the first place. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it up to our audience's discretion as to whether they do that. But, mm, but um, have a tool ready. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to pose that for ourselves, um, perhaps as, as a kind of fun way. Unless, do you have another point to bring nah, up? No, man, I think the thankful yeah. thing is exactly, it was the big idea I had for today, because I thought last year we did such a good, well, not such a good job, but we seemed to cover all the things we wanted last year on the actual day. I feel like it was a good job. I felt really yeah. proud of that episode. <laughs> it, it was a really fun one, and people seem to have loved it, mm. which is great. Well, then, David, uh, might I ask, what, what are you thankful for this, this year, this Christmas? Oh, it ends up being a big list. <laughs> Listeners, uh, you might want to run this slightly faster because it could take a while. <laughs> I, I'm going to start with something really practical that's sitting straight in front of me. Mm. Tim. <laughs> oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Not just because Tim is Tim, but really, if you look back to the fact that, you know, 2017, I went back to teach at uni after not being there for basically two mm. years. 2018, you know, started teaching Tim. And rather than talking about starting a podcast, he went and booked a studio. <laughs> now, yes, I'd been podcasting with John Bruni. We've been making Strategic Con already for, you know, a year. But that's really, you know, the security stuff's interesting, but it wasn't my podcast. Mm. And it wasn't about whatever weird thoughts pop in my head. It was always about the world, which is interesting, but it's mm. different. And if we hadn't started Blind Insights, I wouldn't have wanted to learn this much about the media. And then when COVID came along and teaching via Zoom just made me realize my time teaching is really coming to an end. Mm. This is just too tiring, too difficult. But going at that point, I was so interested in the media that flipping to the idea of, well, okay, if we're going to be in this COVID thing and teaching via Zoom, I don't really want a bar of this. All right, what master's programs are available? Woo! You know, there's a master of media in strategic communication. Mm. So the fact that from you doing complex problem solving and actually booking a studio has facilitated me now in a roundabout way, being one year into my master's, mm. working for Speakeasy Marketing Inc. in Austin, Texas for Richard Jacobs, being trusted to just try ideas out and getting to work with great people there. Mm. You know, having got to do an internship with Liam and Andy here, which was fantastic. Not to just see the studio like we normally do, but to see the bigger side of the podcast world mm. from how they manage everything all the time. You know, the similar experience to what you would have had when you did your internship with them which, again, is how we end up sitting in the studio in the first place because you <laughs> yeah. knew then you had access to a studio and yeah, people true. who would be supportive. Yep. So you know, that's sort of my first big thank you. Mm. Um, my second big thank you is, thankfully, I have an awesome wife, <laughs> thank you, Karen, mm. who was completely supportive of I want to change direction completely and I'm going to go back and be a student. Mm. So that was pretty amazing. In a weird way, thank you, covid for giving me a reason to start playing guitar again because mm. for the first time in my life I'm actually enjoying it yeah I'm not actually good at it anymore but I'm actually enjoying it so that's an interesting transformation <laughs> <laughs> and there's a zillion other thank yous but I think they're probably my well actually now I've got to add a fourth logical one that now that I'm 18 months out from teaching mm. since I taught formally last you know consulting's different I'll keep consulting and that's great, but that's small groups of people. But because the podcast really grew out of you being a student and other students wanting a way to keep listening to me talk about strange things, <laughs> in a sense, this is the connection to all my former students because they're such a core of the audience that is 
former students. Yeah. And they're always going to be a big bundle of the people who listen. And maybe eventually, over time, there'll be more people who aren't former students. But they will still always be a significant chunk. And they'll keep me connected to a fantastic time of my life, but a time of my life that's now finished. Mm. So I suppose that's my big thank yous. Mm. What are your big things that you're grateful for this year? Well, I'll, I'll or start... Or even your little things that you're grateful for. Yeah. I'll start by perhaps saying... You're welcome, and uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'm I'm certainly grateful for yourself, David. I mean, I have to say I'm grateful for for David for putting me in this position, and certainly um, inspiring me to continue with the podcasting career choice, and uh, and and actually for really inspiring me, helping helping me get married this year, which leads me into my second thank you, which would be absolutely for Jade, uh, very similarly to yourself. David, my wife, puts up with me trying to make a, a small business work, and that has been... That's a big thing. Yeah, I guess, you know, yeah. uh, it's, it has some financial pressure, which I guess brings, you know, a, a kind of third thank you, which is perhaps even to COVID, to interest rates. I'm not exactly what, sure what to call it. Thank you to the federal government for allowing uh, my, my partner and I to get into a house, which is just a wild concept. I would never have thought it two years ago yeah yeah without covid it would have been something you guys would have been planning one day exactly it wouldn't have been sped up the way it has been would it? yeah and i know that that has you know let's say political ramifications it's not exactly there you know, it's, it's still a good outcome it's a, it's a good outcome for me so yeah. <laughs> thank you for that i i certainly am beyond thankful for that i don't i don't think i'll ever take that for granted and gosh, and I have to say thank you pretty much to my immediate circle of friends. I've been especially reading this book by David Graeber that we'll talk about soon, the, uh, the Dawn of Everything. And with my wedding, I've been so focused on really honing in my Dunbar number, my, my yeah. little community, yeah. and really consciously thinking about the relationships that I can psychologically maintain. And what that has brought in terms of when I express my appreciation for people and for things, I feel as if they're no longer platitudes because... You're trying to work within your Dunbar number. By virtue of it being something I'm actually physically and psychologically capable of, when I say things like I'm thankful for the people around me, I actually mean it. Because <laughs> you know who you mean. Yeah. You know, it's funny you bring the Dunbar number up because I had lunch with my cousin Ben yesterday. Mm. And Ben brought it up. There you go. That now he's got a little bit more time. Mm. It means we can find the time to have lunch every month, which, mm. again, I'm very thankful for. But again, we were talking about it in terms of, yeah, you know, there's only so many people you can really spend time with. Mm. And it's not that you exclude anyone beyond that, but you want to make sure the people that really, you do know their whole story and you know how to connect and they know what you're about and what you're doing, that you do have enough time and energy to be able to spend with them. It's such a nice thing to try and construct your world that you're not shutting anyone out, but also you're making sure there's there's enough of you to go around for the mm. people who are really important. Yeah, and I, I guess that's maybe another little takeaway for Christmas this year. You know, as much as there are kind of familial obligations, you know, don't sort of be afraid to, you know, the days around Christmas, as I am doing, pack up your uh, emotional swag and hang out with 
the the people that you actually do feel closest to mm. um the people that you know you really do want to kind of maintain in your psychological database <laughs> mm. yeah, this is where i really like the fact that my birthday is the 9th of december mm. it gives me a great reason to literally turn the whole period from say my birthday through to just after new year's into catching up with people within the dunbar number mm. you know that uh, even if i haven't managed to see people at some other time during the year and particularly with covid it's the great opportunity to go right they're around they're back home here in adelaide seeing people right let's let's make this happen yeah and all right it means that you know it looks like i'm a social butterfly for those three and a half weeks yeah <laughs> But that, that's kind of cool, and I really like it. And if anyone doesn't, well, go be a social butterfly somewhere. Else. Yeah. Did you know, David? I've only just this has only just occurred to me that uh, our day, our birthdays are exactly the same distance from Christmas, but on opposite ends. My, wow, you're um, very good at maths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm um, gonna have to take shoes and socks off to count that one. Grateful for that, also. Yeah. So no. Similarly, I've always enjoyed this time of year. Yeah, because you get Christmas to your birthday, and I get my birthday to Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe we just need to extend it because there's an overlap in Dunbar <laughs> I from love my it. birthday to <laughs> your birthday. The whole month. <laughs> oh, we can do this. <laughs> Yes. So listeners, perhaps, yeah, a couple of takeaways, you know, as, as we've sort of explored last year and you can still go back and listen to our Christmas special last year, you know, don't get wrapped up in the, in the consumerism, perhaps not even getting wrapped up in the perfect gift. Uh, certainly take this opportunity to uh, think about what you're grateful for and talk about that with other people. I actually tell them. Um, I think, you know, we, Dave and I just illustrated that to each other. I think yeah. one of the best things, you know, not everyone speaks the love language of words of affirmation, but, no. you know, let's say statistically, two out of five people, it is the biggest it's one of their prime, it's, yeah. yeah, it's one of their primary love languages. People deserve to and, and, and need to hear that. And then I guess a, a, a fourth takeaway would be and surround yourself with you know your loved ones. Spend time with, with people you love. It sort of wasn't really different from the third point. But <laughs> oh, but you said it differently and that's awesome. Yeah. And true. the only thing I'll add is I will take a quote from some great philosophers mm. from Bill and Ted. <laughs> be excellent to one another. Mm. Well, have a holy jolly Christmas, David. I'm trying to think of a, a cool thing to say back <laughs> after a holy jolly. Holy or holy, holy jolly. Have a holy jolly Christmas. I like that one. I'm just going to say it too. Okay. Listeners, have a holy jolly Christmas. Hello, audience. Thank you for listening to Blind Insights. If you're enjoying the show, please remember to subscribe and share your favorite episodes or leave a review if you really love us. We'd love to hear from you. Get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter at Blind Insights. Or you can send us a recorded question to the email in the description to feature on an episode. And also, don't forget, we have merchandise. Thank you to the Oscast Network. Peace out.